spidey senses tingling. Hello. Hey, yo. Papergig.com. Pixel cake. <laughs> Episode number eight. That's right. You're in line? My bad. No, you go ahead. I'm fine with you digging. All I'm right, sweet. Take it away. Sitting around the couch back here at Old Math Manor, we got our producer. Math Manor. Slim on the Twitter. I am here. Thank you. This is the first time I've ever been introduced. Ah, in eight episodes. Feel? Feels kind of weird. Oh. Yeah? It's cool. Going around the horn, we got Dale underscore A. What's up, guys? And back in the studio, Mr. D. Sale on the, Twitter. Just Dave. Just Dave. <laughs> just yeah, Dave. Just Dave. Yeah. You'll never find him because you can't spell that name right. That's right. <laughs> Try as you might. Uh, really big show. Not going to lie to anybody right now. That's big not show. what I do. Um, big show. Right off the bat, this show, we, we talk about news. We get into the books we're reading. We we get into a book club book. This show is Scalped Volume 1. And we read your letters. Yeah. You know? Um, there's an ass ton of crappy comics podcasts out there. You know, we're not one of them. Yeah. Damn right, we're not. We try yeah. to differentiate ourselves just a bit. Yeah, yeah we're trying. Yeah, so I'm what? not just a sit-in host. I'm a listener. <laughs> it's True good story. Stuff, True it's story. Good stuff. Um, no, there's there's some good ones out there, but they're you know they're they don't do it anymore. Meltcast was good. You know they don't do it anymore. We um, we decided to try to fill a gap that we were missing in our personal lives. Eleven o'clock comics. You ever try to listen to that? You'll fall asleep. It's three like hours. Four, it's like four hours. Yeah. You remember That's, when uh, the comics podcast had a three-hour episode? Oh man, that we got, had a, lot, to be we got a lot of Macklehead. We got a lot of negative feedback <laughs> on that I, one. Even I didn't make it all the way through that. You know uh, what? I'm not going to lie though. As much as I love this show and I love you guys, last week's episode wasn't a fan of. Oh, uh, when you got called out. Yeah, we and can you just had to strike respond. episode seven from the record. That was a tough episode to get through. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, one of our own was called out. Oh yeah. Uh, we by, have to go back. By a listener, friend of the show. I don't know. Maybe he's maybe he's a friend of the show. Who knows? I don't know, know if he's still listening. Well, we're moving on. We're moving on. Um, if you I have guess. enjoyed the show so far, give us a review on iTunes. I mean, we're almost there. We got. I don't know how many it is now. So it's. I, I've lost count. Yeah. Um, this is a this is a portion usually where some podcasts ask for money. You know, we're not going to do that. Please, we don't do that. Yeah. Let's get into it right now. Industry news. Um. Of comics. Of News. comic books. X-Factor. Who's reading X-Factor right now? It should be. Should I turn the music off? I actually fell oh, off X-Factor. Yeah. I was really? reading X-Factor. I read the first issue on Comicsology. Is Dupe in that? Who no, was that? That, was, that was the Mike Allred run. No, that was X-Force, I believe. Actually, oh, you are correct. Yeah, right? Marvel historian over here. Uh, don't. Um, don't. Mm-hmm. Peter David, you know, rebooted oh, yeah, yeah. the X Factor. They're kind of a detective agency. Um, Strong. You guy. know, I decided to take it upon myself to go read this book. No one told me that it was good. You know, I just found it in the app, yeah, and you stuck Michael through Hanley. it. And <laughs> what was that? Wow. Um, but uh, that's besides the point. They just won a Glad Award. Really, Peter David and friends. Oh, that's right. I heard about that. Yeah, you heard about this. You I seen know this? What you're talking about. Uh, Richter and Shatterstar, they're lovers. Uh, they're partners. I just threw it. up on my mouth. Yeah, I got 
Wow. I didn't. Oh whoa, whoa, whoa. Dale does not speak wow. for Paper Keg, ladies and gentlemen. Shaking. Ladies and gentlemen, Dale's last show. <laughs> we have room for a lot of things on Paper Keg. Hatred is not uh, <laughs> Jonesy will be back next week, and so and so will I. Jeez. Dale will not be Back here. from assignment, internet celebrity. It's been fun. Um, you know, I I, uh, I I think that was a that was in some of the the issues that I read on the on the comics app. It was a nice take on X Factor. You know, the detective agency angle. It was almost like a, you know, it's not a, your typical superhero book. You know, there was something happening. One of the one of the main characters was trying to kill himself in the first couple issues. You know, these are real life Jeez. issues. You know, for people like Dale, treat these people like trash. <laughs> you know, I was jump. kidding. I know you, we all know you were kidding, Jake. You know, you have tons of gay we friends. We do. Do the listeners? Um, exactly, but it's this is this is one of those books that um not a lot of people are reading. X Factor might get canceled. Yeah, they've been threatening to cancel that for a, a while now. Every Peter David book has threatened to be canceled. It's been like Thirty Rock. They've been threatening to cancel Thirty Rock since it's been on. Yeah. Still going strong, guys. Funny show on television. But I whoa, guess. whoa, whoa! Agreed. Let's not say that. We've got community five. out there. Mental high five. Community. I mean, mm-hmm. workaholics. Anybody? Stop it. Nobody's ever heard Community's going to get canceled. This is a comics podcast. I'll cancel Let's move on, okay? I just thought it was notable. You know, Glad Award. That's big news in the comics industry. Its competition was Buffy, Avengers, The Children's Crusade, Fogtown, graphic novel, and finally, Veronica. Sign me up. I mean, that's that's awesome for the comics industry. Good for general. Marvel. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. taking a chance. Good for comics. Very good for comics. And the few issues I've read about X Factor, I like how they're not the gay couple. They're mm-hmm. just a couple. They're a couple in the book. It's just background. Like, uh, n- not the sidetrack, but what was it? The the Authority. Yeah. yeah. They had, uh, the Batman and Superman characters. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I hated them, but not because of their relationship. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. just because of the Authority. Oh God! What a terrible book, huh? Um, what else is going on? DMZ, mm. Brian Wood. Wow, his book is coming to a close. Man, great yeah, you're book. a big fan, right? Great you're DMZ, I'm a big fan. I've I probably got the first four trades. Um, that's that was shocking news when I saw that on the Twitter a couple on weeks Twitter, ago. Yeah, he said it was going to end with issue number seventy-two, and issue sixty-five was the last issue to come out. I think as of. As of this broadcast, you lended me those trades, and unfortunately, they're still gathering dust in my office. Well, just check them out when you can. I recommend uh, it's a it's a really neat take on the. <laughs> it's a it's a really good read. What um, happens in DMZ? Well, let's set the stage right now. DMZ, the uh, the United States has fallen into another civil war. Um, one side, you have the free states, I think they're called, and it's been so long since I read. You know, the South. Yeah, it's kind of like that, but it's you know kind of centered. It, New that York means. is the actual DMZ, New York City, Manhattan Island. So the free states are the northeast of that, and then the rest of the U.S. is like some sort of governed, you know, if you want to be a citizen kind of thing. But uh, a uh, a journalist is going to go into the uh, DMZ and do stories, and the military unit that he's with basically gets blown away. So he has to survive in the DMZ because he has no way to communicate with the outside world and nobody's going to come pick him up he's like an intern or something because right. or i think th- the journalist that is going in with him he's the intern gets blown up in the first couple panels mm-hmm. so uh it's really good how they it's just a you know a survival story i was uh, takes place in manhattan 
I'm kind of an industry nerd. You know, I read the articles that are like 12 pages long where they talk about the sales or the mm-hmm. orders for an issue. And I was kind of, I guess, shocked or I just never thought about it. But DMZ sells, I think it was like 3,000 to 5,000 copies a month. And I was just uh, like, yeah. Just... How are the, were those numbers pretty steady? I mean. Um, pretty much any book has been going down. Like month over month, maybe like one percent or point two percent or whatever. If you look at the Marvel and DC books, the only books that have gained readers over the past six months or a year or five years is like Fantastic Four because that's been rebooted. Everything else mm. is just going down. And actually, Dave's girl, Gail Simone, she gained readers in the last, I think, March. And it was like the only book that has gained readers that wasn't because of a variant cover or some kind of crossover. Just like out of nowhere, the book just got new readers. What's she writing nowadays? Secret Six and Secret Birds of That's Prey. That's right. I forgot that Gail is on uh, Secret Six. I'm reading Birds of Prey. Um, which is, I don't think. It's, does, she take, does she take that back over? It doesn't matter. Secret Six? Birds of Prey. I thought I she was thought on that. She yeah, no. She took Prey. that back over with the uh, Brightest Day reboot. Oh. Brightest day, your favorite tale, huh? Yeah, all twenty-four issues. <laughs> but uh, I was, I was, I don't know. Like, I guess I hold the industry as a whole up higher. But I just, I, I don't know. I guess I was kind of bummed that like, books like uh, uh, Atomic Robo mm-hmm. sells under ten thousand copies a month. I don't know. I just never thought about how many issues they sell. It's, it's good. It, it makes me feel better to know that DMZ has gone 65 issues if they were only selling that many books. If that though. was Marvel, probably that's canceled love. after like 20 yeah, issues. Yeah, exactly. Maybe. And, and that's, a, that's a good thing. I think maybe, and that's just the Vertigo line, but at least they put enough love into the Vertigo line to let that happen. Let that just kind of coast on its three to 5,000 monthly sales and uh, still make 65 issues. I mean, that's right up there now with Sandman and uh, Starman. Starman was 80 issues. Yeah, yeah. Some of the other uh, vertical books. I mean, that's that's love. And you got to think. I mean, you know how hard it is to sell a title that doesn't have an S, a bat, or an X on the guy's shirt? Or a, like, a white flash that's really black. Remember that? Last yeah, week? I remember. It's a callback. I remember that. I got over it. <laughs> I haven't yet. We let your people go, Slim. Why don't you do the same for me? <laughs> Oh, God. Uh, tune into Paper Keg 7 for that story. <laughs> and more. Uh, Smallville. The Finally end. ended this month. Ten years on the air. I watched the first season. They're the DMZ of, uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. of television. Uh, originally airing on the We Black WB Network. And then it just morphed into CW. It bounced around nights. I call it the C-dub. Yeah. Oh, is that what the cool kids yeah, call it? Yeah, that's what we call it. Uh, I stopped after season one, got a little, got a little hokey. You know, yeah. a little Dawson's Creek. A little Jonathan Taylor yeah. Thomas. Love that show. JTT. He was on that. Um, and then I watched the last seven minutes of the finale. So that's that's my history, and I know that it got a little weird. <laughs> I think you missed between. a lot in the middle. Got there. a little weird <laughs> in between, you know. They brought the characters in, so I guess Superman fans liked that they were giving it kind of a, a comic booky feel. It got tough to watch, and I stayed in it for a very long haul. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard to believe that's the longest-running Superman show on the air. I think, off the top of my head, 206 episodes. I, that's pretty wow. amazing. That's a lot. Yeah. A syndication. It's over right 200 episodes. I know that much. I was annoyed that he was only in the costume in CGI form at the end. Yeah, Spoiler. that looked bad. Oh, oops. 
That's fine. Um, I just said that. I, I thought they couldn't have had like a full body shot of him like, you know, coming out of the fortress being like, yeah, MFers, I'm wearing the suit. Then fly with it. up. Um, apparently that was Brandon Routh's suit from the movie. Yeah, it looked like it. Ruth, I don't know. It's a like debate, that a debate for another day. <laughs> <laughs> the, I, I think I would have liked it, not that I really have any say because I never watched it. I would have liked it if they would have not had any CGI stuff, and then it ended with him revealing the suit under his his clothes, you know, like they did at the end. That would have been false. That would have been not any CGI stuff. Ripped the glasses off. I think you would have ticked off a lot of fans if you did that. I would have liked it too, but like I told uh, Michael Henley and Jonesy loves beer on the Twitter. These guys. I'm a sucker for the John Williams Superman theme. I hear that. Yeah, I hear. I saw that all over the Twitter. Everyone was just like, you know, busting an end about this John Williams music. Just get over it. The movie's like 30 years old. You know. Go buy it. Just on stop a, it. Go listen to it on Hi-Fi. <laughs> all of a sudden, he's got an opinion. <laughs> wow, that's hate. You know, I just uh, just get over it, Superman yeah. fans. You know, John Williams is he dead? I don't know. The music. John Williams is not. Get dead. something else to trump up. You know. So Let's when you hear excited, the Star Wars theme, you don't get like no. Like, no. Go buy the emo Smallville music from wb.com. <laughs> Cdub.org. Cdub. Check it out. I'm very interested in what the next iteration of Superman t- on TV is going to be. Nothing. I think it's going to be the movie, and then that's going to bomb, and then the, that's it for Superman. <laughs> Almost every generation has a Superman show. You had the George Reeves in the 50s. You had the one on the 80s, the Superboy show. You had Lois and Clark. You got Smallville. There's gonna be another one. I hope James doesn't. I think doesn't grow up in a while, though. Yeah, I hope he doesn't. Be a long while. I hope it. I hope he doesn't grow up in a world with Superman. That's what I'm trying to say. (laughs) The world needs a Superman. You know, James, my son, my nearly five-month-old son, will have instilled in his mind the lamest Superman, uh, the lamest superhero character of all time is Superman. Hardly. That goes without saying. The world needs Superman. Who's gonna teach him right and wrong? I know you. Wolverine. Really? Oh, yeah. my God. Wow. <laughs> that kid is going to be in juvenile detention center before Listen, his 15th birthday. You know that is your godson, piece. <laughs> I know, right? i got to intervene here. Yeah. Listen, man, you know, Spidey he, goes he through a lot. He right from wrong from the Punisher, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> he just went from juvie to death row. Oh, God. You know what? Do, what, 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 do, we, do we have James, any, you're anything else? Than, uh, you know what? Real quick, looking at the calendar, it's almost convention season. It is almost convention yes. season. It's funny you mentioned that. I know. Gosh, Wizard World's coming to, uh, to <laughs> Philly. Suicide Girls. <laughs> Suicide Girls. Wizard World's coming to Philly, I think, the weekend of June 18th. Yeah, I will be yeah. there. I will Dale, also you'll be, be there. there. Oh, oh, we're all three of us going to be here. Uh-huh. Not Mark, though. What are you doing that day? Mark, you're not going. People be on assignment. Paper keggers unite, man. I'm getting out of what I'm doing, and I'm going to be at Wizard World. Too. All right, yeah. this I guy. Hope that's true. I hope you just didn't say that. Never mind the forty dollar yeah. ticket I spent for a beer fest in Harrisburg. <laughs> God, Harrisburg? It's NASCAR country. Get out of here. <laughs> There's a bunch of zeros up there. Uh, you know anyway, what I mean? my lovely wife will be there also. About sweet. Oh, yeah. cool. We'll drink beer after the con. I mean, you can't get much better. than Absolutely. That. Well, no Ooh. matter what, we're going to New York Comic Con on. Uh, when is that? October. October, October again. Something. We will be at New York Comic Con. Uh, there are there's some rumblings about something going on oh. in July. And don't you? Ooh. <laughs> I'm excited. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Not yet. Man, oh, wait. You need to clip that out. That, that, you know, Ooh. nothing to announce yet. Uh, but if you live near the Philadelphia airport in July, you know you should you should keep the maybe the second weekend of that month open. Yeah, maybe the tenth or something. <laughs> so. I mean, if you had to look at the calendar. If you yeah. want free headshots of Jonesy signed. Maybe, you know, just keep that day open. Yeah. You know, that's, all, that's all I'm going to say. We'll, we'll announce something further down the line. 
You know what? Jonesy really does love singing in public, too. I mean, some of these clips he's made, maybe we can get him to do them live. Oh, my. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. He's not here. He's yeah. on assignment. If we happen to be at the same place at the same time. Who July knows? 10th. Who knows? Do we want to get into uh, some comic? Some comic Absolutely. I'm down. Who wants to go first? Farrington looks just amped. Yeah, no, I jumped. am not ready. Oh, you All jumped. Right. I'm bringing up my notes. I'll go first. Go ahead. How about that? How about them apples? Go ahead. And go. The Intrepids. Read it. Did you like it? Hated yes it. Yes and no. Yeah, I, 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 I'm still trying to figure out exactly where the story's going, but it's, I, uh, it's good enough to keep reading. The Intrepids is uh, what was the? T- I, had, I wrote down the, tr- the tagline. Let me let me pull it up in my notes. Mad scientists are the disease. Meet the cure. <laughs> really, uh, it's the art style is a mixture between Mike. Yeah, come on, <laughs> spit it out, Mignola. Yeah. And uh, it's very Mike Mignola. You know there's a G in that last name, right? You know the phonetics? <laughs> I mean, G is silent, Mark Farrington. I think it's silent. I think it's phonetically silent. Yeah. Back to the Intrepids. Can we Twitter him later? Um, yeah, we'll Twitter Mike Mignola. Oh. Um, this is a book about you know a team of uh, very astute youths put together by Dante. Did you say youths? Sorry. <laughs> I did say youths. Um, put together to fight this outbreak of mad scientists. Uh, very, it's it's almost like a, a it's oh, I would say nerdier version of X Men. That's how I would point mm, it out. Okay. Um, yeah, there's there's a they're they're taken in by Dante because they have special talents, um, and the, it opens up. You know, they're on a mission to take down this mad scientist. Uh, the head honcho. Uh, that they're going after was uh, friends with their their version of Professor X, um, and he's you know he says this guy has to get taken down. There's not all there's more than meets the eye though to Dante. If you tell, get my, if you get my meaning, tell me more, Slim. Um, so the, each issue they go after a, a different you know uh, adversary, uh, but it unfolds more to the pie. It unfolds <laughs> pie what? further. I'm feeling it tonight. Yeah, come on. Um, so I, I highly recommend the Intrepids. You know, this is a this is a fun. Highly, ind- who puts this out? Wow, the Dave. Intrepids. I I I enjoy it. You know, this is a fun little romp that you're not going to get from Marvel or DC. Comic. It's an image comic. Cool. Yeah. Uh, uh, I stylistically, I, I love the art. Is... Not highly. How about just I, well, I recommend I, it. it. Maybe lukewarm recommend. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, it's good enough to keep reading. Okay. I don't know if yeah. I, I don't know That's if not I would a ringing endorsement. Have to... I highly recommend it because I yeah, do. Why? Well, if you let me speak, Dave, I will explain it. Right. I'm sorry. I, uh, I love the creator-owned stuff. Absolutely. I, I want, I want yes. more eyes on the creator-owned. Yep. You know, it's hard to get these the name out there for these guys. Whereas Marvel can just throw you know any SE Wolverine title out there, the best there is. You know, not want to drop any names out there and. 40,000 people will buy it. Origins was a great title. Shut up. Mm. Um, that's the Intrepids. Let's move along. You know, I, I, I sense a lot of angst no, no, in this one. Let's I'm just, interested. I hope you read it. I'm highly it's interested. Worth reading. Okay. All right. There you go. Last, uh, last show ever for Just Dave. I'm just saying. Look, this is how you end. Just Dave. This is how you determine if you like it. David, will you be around for the next issue? Probably yes. This is good. This is good interaction. I, I you know, sure. We want differing sure. opinions yeah, on the show. Area Absolutely. There. We're not all sh- sleeping sheeple. We have sheeple. opinions. You know, we're, whatever. Let's just move on. Yeah, why don't you give us your opinion? 
on another comic. I will, Dave. Um, let me pick a comic out that I read, because I read comics. <laughs> FF number three. You can't do that one. I was going to. Uh, Why is it competition with you, Mark? We're all talking comics here, and you got a big He's deal. not even, he's not even listening. Here. He's on his, 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 his goofy, what, what, what is that, the droid Eris? Get out of here. You got your big <laughs> paw foot up here on your coffee table again. You're all <laughs> sprawled out on my coffee table. This is my house. You know what? That's glass, too. Talk about FF three. Okay. The, F, the Future this. Foundation. Let's get into it right now. And well, go. So you guys have probably been reading. You've probably been keeping up. At the the very last panel of Future Foundation number two, mm-hmm. Dr. Doom reveals that Valeria Richards asked him to help defeat Reed Richards. It's pretty it's, groundbreaking. It was, it was huge. It was, it was a huge, huge panel. And then as it turns out, um, it's not as bad as it as it sounded that first time. Future Foundation number three is um, the Reed Richards from all the other multiple universes have gotten together, and this happened in uh, uh, Fantastic Four issues previous, and uh, they were they were in some sort of uh, leadership committee or cult. I can't even, it might have been both. But a few of the Reeds leaked out and got to Earth mm-hmm. 616. Correct. I know. And <laughs> Doom... And Valeria, this is brilliant. Doom and Valeria gather all of uh, Reed's arch nemesis to hold a symposium on what they can throw together as like a mind share on how to defeat Reed Richards because – You know, I just I just got that. Continue. Because Valeria, you know, wants to help drive all these other Reeds back to the, their other universes. So uh, the, like they're all this formal invitation is printed up and it's it's sent out to different uh, arch, arch enemies – and they're like they're not sure where to take it. They're like, is this a real thing? Is this is this really happening? They all show up at, at the Baxter Building, and um, Reed Richards, the Reed Richards, is there. Our Reed Richards, six one six, and uh, it's pretty funny because he assures everyone that the Avengers are on tap. If anything is to go down, this is just a discussion. What they would do if they were to bring down Reed Richards and the fan and. The, Foundation. Yeah, I, I, for whatever reason, I just didn't put two and two together that they were going to do that to take down the alternate versions of Reed Richards. I'm an idiot. But it's a little confusing because at first <laughs> at first you don't think I, – I didn't think at first that the other Reeds were out with ill intent. Mm. But I think that's what they were going for. Yeah. And maybe just – they wanted to get back to their home worlds, but I think they were willing to sacrifice Earth in the process. Mm-hmm. Dave did not – just Dave did not look uh, too happy about that issue. You, did you read uh, the FF? I did not. Oh. I'm, oh. I, I have never been a fan, so. Mm. There you go. And yeah. now less so. <laughs> <laughs> not, not, because, not because of your review. Now, not just, now I'm not even sure Dave will read comics after this show been, ever because of Slam Dot. Over, yeah, they've been, they've been <laughs> taking over Amazing Spider-Man. Dave, what are you reading right now? <clears throat> um, just Dave. Let's talk about um, Punisher Max, number 13. Good, Ooh. good. I was hoping you I would. I need a little Max title in my life right now. Yeah. Jason Aaron. Ooh. I liked your pronunciation there. Art by Steve Dillon. That's pretty much all that needs to be said about that. <laughs> That's two L's um, in Dillon? Yes, two L's in Dillon. Um, Dion. Dion. This is, this is the best, maybe maybe not the best, but one of the best... Punisher Max 
series is that that there has been he he's he's as good at writing the Punisher as Garth Ennis probably. I wow. Would say. Uh, High yeah, praise. like he just really he really gets he really gets it. And there's not much to get with the Punisher, but still, so many people have have just not muffed it up, gotten it right. Um, the best thing about this book were if anybody read it there's like side by side panels mm, yep. the story is the story goes back and forth from him coming back from the war and him being in prison and there's a series of panels that are side by side where one panel is him home from the war and the uh the uh the the panel next to it or underneath it is basically the same layout with him in prison like he's he's standing at his front door coming home from the war and then he's standing in front of like the door to his solitary cell um yeah and there's 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 two or three like that it was it was genius yeah the the i I like it's it's the scenario that i guess as punished reader you you thought was the case kind of after born because this this picks up right after born left off where he comes home and and the his voice, that dark voice, told him he has. There's a price to pay for yeah. for what he wants, and it, it, I just thought it was uh, this book is so good. Yeah, it's like his. It's like his. It's like drawing a parallel, like his, like his real life when he came back from the war, was like was equal to him being in a pr- in a prison of sorts because mm-hmm. like he he just it, it says in the book like he's going about his daily life when he gets home and it's like. It's like he knows what he should be, and he like he wants to love his family and be the family guy, but like he just he's having a really hard time doing it. And there's the only scene where he says anything about being happy or or joy, I think was the word they used, was when he's at work and his D boss gets his <laughs> gets his arm like mangled in like this garbage disposal. And and like the like the the word block is like joy. It's been it's like it's been such a long time since I felt joy, or I remember what joy yeah. felt like. It like, was it's pretty depressing the way they lay yeah. out the way they lay out his life in conjunction with his current life in prison. They're pretty much identical. Yeah, you know he, his family is there. And they're having a good time. He's just kind of sitting on the couch looking stoic. Yeah, and you he know. just has that look in every yeah. panel. It's just mm-hmm. like a blank. It's just like the blank stare. And she's like, there's even a scene where she's. She she's him? loving him, yeah. She's loving him good, and he's just laying there, like with these, like these dead, this dead yeah. expression on his face, and it's like he's just not even there. Jason Aaron excels at writing depressing stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That's good. I mean, it's it's like I said, it's it's he's he's done the best Punisher Max since uh, Garth Ennis. And first? like, and I was reading this, like I was reading this, and I'm thinking to myself, I have to keep telling myself that it's Jason Aaron because it reads such like. The way that Garth Ennis used to write, it. and then with with Steve Dillon doing the art, I kind of associate the yeah. two of them with, right. with the with the with the Max title. Um, and then, I, well, I love this book, so I'm definitely going to read it again. But there is, uh, like this kind of twist at the end where someone shows up outside of his house at the end, and I just have no idea why this person would be there. So I don't even remember that part. Oh yeah, I'll I'll pull the floppy hmm. out and show you the. I don't remember the page. that at all. But um yeah, yeah, so definitely pick that one up. Maybe it's Wilson already. Fisk. Kingpin of Crime? Spoiler. The Kingpin of Crime. No, it's good. I'm I'm definitely anxious to see 
where this is going to go. I enjoy it. Yeah. Almost as much as the Intrepids. I'd Moving like... on to Mark Farrington. Before I go into my book, can I comment on Dale underscore A's book? Yes, you can. We had time for that, Mark. I'm, I'm glad to see you're off your uh, droid errors. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, one of my favorite parts of FF3 is there's a great scene where right after you mentioned Dale, that Dale, or not Dale, Reed is talking to all the supervillains about the Avengers are on call if you guys yeah, decide yeah. to start something. Yeah. And they start arguing about what they should do. And Spider-Man just clears his throat and goes, excuse me. And everybody just kind of rolls their eyes like they're expecting the typical smart-ass Spidey. But then he drops like this actually good, valid scientific point. And like, actually, you're right about that. And it's just one of my favorite yeah. little nods because people always underestimate Spider-Man, forgetting he's a scientist. He's delivering, man, in the FF. He does. The kids call it sick knowledge. So, my book. <laughs> Justice Society of America, number 50. Dropping some DC oh, fanboy reading knowledge. Yeah, it's been a while. Um, it's a typical anniversary issue. It is divvied up into four parts. Some of them are good, some of them not so good. Mark Guggenheim is writing it, and the art is varied. George Perez writes a story talking about how the Justice Society influenced the modern Justice League-style heroes. Uh, i got to stop doing that. There's another story in here by... I can't. I don't know how to describe it, but it is one of their main villains named Per Degaton. He is going through the multiverse, killing different versions of himself. It's kind of a self-contained story, but it lets you know that it's building towards something different. Didn't that happen in Fantastic Four? Yeah. Frank and yeah. uh, what's his face? Dad Richards do that, or his yeah. name was Nathaniel. I call him Dad Richards. Back in the '90s, there was a story where an alternate Reed Richards went through killing himself in every era. That was when Reed was quote unquote dead. And then the main story in JSA 50 was, it's the aftermath issue, as I call it, where they just got done fighting a major battle. It's about how the city's rebuilding. It's about how the team is getting reacquainted with each other. They split up about a year ago and have recently gotten back together taking on new characters and the most interesting theme about this book so far in my opinion is jay garrick the elder flash with the helmet they have made him the mayor of this fictional city monument city hmm. so after this battle raged with the jsa they've leveled, leveled the city the justice society decides to stay there to try to help them out and rebuild and they decide that jay garrick should be their mayor which aside from the book by brian cave on what's it called why the last man no uh, Ex Machina. Ex Machina. Thank you. Uh, it's nice to see an interesting take of a superhero as a mayor. Other than that, the whole issue is kind of story by numbers. I like the Justice Society. I think it's a good book overall. It's a little complicated for I think the casual reader. Yeah, I would I, never read it. I don't think I could hand it to you guys and say, "Here, read this. You'll love it." I might. I would it throw as... it back at you. <laughs> Probably <laughs> forcefully. I always want to get. Can I... Sorry. Now you go ahead, <clears throat> internet celebrity. I always, uh, I always liked the Justice Society, and when, when I think uh, was it Jeff Geoff, did he reboot them with the uh, first couple issues where the black background with like the portraits? Is Catman in it? He did. That was their third volume. Um, Geoff and no James Robinson, uh, David Goyer and Geoff Johns started it back up in the mid '90s, and that ran for 89 issues. And then he revamped it by yeah, himself yeah. again, and he did it for another 28 to what you're thinking about. Yeah, that's, the, that must be what I'm, I'm thinking about. With I the Alex to, Ross? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always wanted to pick those up. I never do, even they're always like in the, in the 50-cent bins or whatever, because I, I could pick up the first 20, 25 issues. But I always like the Justice Society for some reason. 
I never, never got into them. Well, that's one of the reasons they're I love DC. I love legacy heroes. I like the fact that their name goes on to another yeah. character. They, it always felt like the West Coast Avengers to me. You know, a bunch of schlubs put yeah, together. They actually get respect on the not by in this the guy. DCU. Uh, you know what I hate about anniversary issues? What's they that? do those dumb four parters where they have different creative teams. Why not just have a huge issue by the same creative team? You know, change the status quo. Bring in the bucks. That would be nice. Mm-hmm. I'm about to talk about status quo change right now. Do it. GI Joe, number one. Oh my god! I was going to talk about that. <laughs> Snap. Who wrote that? Uh, I have no oh, idea. Man, Who cares? I got it written down. Joe. Hang on, I got it written down right Check here. Your notes. Right here. G.I. Joe. Glad to see someone care prepared. Chuck Dixon. Javier Javier Saltares. I knew Chuck was writing it. Chuck Dixon. Big fan uh, of this. You know, the promotional materials for this. I hate to break it to you right now. I never saw a promo. Cobra Commander is dead. Dead. D-E-A-D. Who will resume the mantle of the Cobra Commander? This this book was so good. Baroness. Perhaps Ooh. I'm calling it right now. Nemesis Enforcer. No, he's he's long gone, my friend. Do you want the list of the, yeah? The let's possible, go through that. Uh, so There's already yeah. a list. Uh, well, uh, as as be? we had mentioned, Cobra Commander is dead. The way that they are going to decide who the new Cobra Commander is, uh, they've selected people to kind of compete for the job by just killing or spilling blood of GI Joes. Um, That's respect. And here, here we go with the uh, with the names here. Um, I Baroness. Rec- I didn't recognize half of them. Yeah, neither did I. O- only one or two. Really, Tom Max really and uh, Baroness, Major Blood. I love him. Absolutely. Vikram Kalikan. Kalikan. <laughs> Kalikan. That's so easy, is it? Huh? <laughs> I think so easy. Shit up. Uh, okay, so Vikram Kalikan, Tomax, Oda Satori, Crake, and Rodrigo Vargas. Yeah, it, so, it was very apparent that I had missed uh, yeah, a, a keeping chunk. healthy yeah. amount of G.I. Joe history. Yeah, and, and quote, whoever, quote, brings the most misery, end quote, to G.I. Joe will take over as Cobra Commander. I always wanted to get into the G.I. Joe's books, yeah. and... uh. Hey, new number one. Oh it worked. And you know, I read this. Go. I read this at like ten o'clock last night. I had thought about just skipping it all together, and I'm so 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 glad that I read it. It's so good. I'm gonna have to check that out. Check yeah. it out. Uh, I'll lend it to you. Hardcore, please. Good. Uh, but if you if you enjoy it, you know, pick up that second issue. Mm-hmm. Dale. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I'm not done with the GI Joes. Oh, what happened? I got questions. Oh, okay. Yeah, Here we yeah. go. I'm ready. Right. Dave's ready. He's got notes. Yeah, I got notes, son. What kind of continuity was this in? I mean, I know <sighs> the le- the '80s GI Joe run was legendary, and then I know like ten years ago when the revival of the '80s cartoons came out, they were doing GI Joe. Like, um, I'm going in with no the amount of knowledge that I had from the eight- from the TV show and the movie. Yeah, that's I, exactly. I was expecting yeah, I just, yeah. Don Johnson to show up. <laughs> in some capacity, and it didn't yeah. happen. Well, the silent issue from the 80s with Storm Shadow versus... Classic. Yeah, the people revere that. Yeah. Uh, I didn't... Who are you talking about? No. Snake Eyes? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And who was the G.I. Joe in the cartoon? Like, the Cobra guy who they went to the graves of some of the world's worst ruthless dictators. Beachhead? Like Hitler and... Oh, no. um... 
Serpentor? Serpentor, yeah. Cobra La. Remember that? Yeah, Cobra La. Cobra La 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 La. Good stuff. Sorry, I'm done. Sorry for the tangent, guys. It's cool. Shut it down. It was fantastic. Pick it up. Pick it up. Internet celebrity underscore A. Let's go. Went back into the archives for this one, boys. Uh oh. The old bookshelf. Look out. Scurvy dogs. Classic. Don't talk to me like that. Andrew Boyd and Ryan Yunt. Who who publishes this? This is uh, AIT Planet Lar. What Classic. just happened? I don't even know what that wow. was. You just hex me? I did. You will be peeing blood for the next <laughs> week at least. What is what is Scurvy Dogs? It looks black and white right now. Scurvy Dogs, it came out. first fell in love with Scurvy Dogs. I used to read a comic book review website called The Fourth Rail. Back in like 02, 03, maybe. That's back in the day. They I haven't re- read that in a while. <clears throat> they reviewed uh, this book, Scurvy Dogs Number 1. You had to go to your comic stores and get it from Diamond or whatever. And uh, I got issue one, and then the guy said he couldn't get any more for me. I what don't a, know why. What a joke. I know. Stormwatch Comics in Berlin, New Jersey. Don't go. Um, you just been on the score. How does that <laughs> Couldn't time that one any better, <laughs> Jonesy. Thank you for oh, that, man. Jen. That was Jonesy. He's on assignment, but he recorded that one and sent it in for us. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> thank you, Jonesy. Exactly. Got my point across, though, Jonesy. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Scurvy Dogs is about a group of pirates in uh, present day. It's and it's a it's a comedy book. There's no action or anything. It's Blackbeard, his band of, of merry pirates, uh, Hefe, the uh, Spaniard who claims he's not a Spaniard, and uh, used oh, to be right. in a uh, used to be one of the members of Benudo. <laughs> really? Vulture. Yeah. Seriously. It's, it's like a it's very adult swimish. Oh, okay. Uh, Blackbeard, they first start out. They try to get jobs because they can't find any more doubloons. The uh, the Portuguese lepers that they slayed. Sign the me beginning. up. <laughs> you the had beginning. me at Portuguese lepers. Doubloons. Uh, that's the last doubloons they find. So they get jobs hoping to make more doubloons. And uh, when they hand them a paycheck, they freak out, basically crumple up the paycheck and, and storm out. Uh, eventually it leads on to a war with the uh, the hobo king. And uh, and eventually onto uh, uh, illustrious television careers. It's a very funny book. Um, very very basic art, black and white. Um, I recommend you pick it up. I have pick to um, put a link on this to I've the seen, Amazon uh, website. Yeah, I've seen it at cons, comic cons, and uh, I you can't really find these single issues anymore. They're around, but I mean, AIT Planet Lar published the book, so you're yeah, probably I, never going to find the book. Hard to get. Um, but it's in trade, and uh, it's very funny. Recommend it. Thank you for that, Dale. Yeah. Spreading the word of scurvy dogs. And the last, uh, the last pages of the uh, the trade are all like commentary by the two guys who did the book and I stuff. Like it's that. really cool. I like that a lot. Yeah. Just Dave. <laughs> <laughs> That's not getting old. <laughs> um, Let me see what I got. 
Get your notes yeah. out. They're strewn yeah. across the table right now. Blow through some of this. Blow uh, through it. We might have to go into a lightning round soon. Nah, yeah, I'm going to do my own <laughs> mini lightning round. Bring go. the Thunder number two and Daredevil Reborn are worth reading. Breed three, number mm-hmm. one. Brimstone, number one. Okay. Amazing Spider-Man 660 and Deadpool Annual, number one. Are Ooh. Pass. Yeah. Browse. Yeah, pretty, pretty piss. I have the most written about Bring the Thunder, so let me... I'll dig into that. Dig in. Um, so in the first issue, this guy is in Afghanistan. His group gets ambushed. Everybody dies except he picks up this experimental weapon and fires it at an enemy. They both disintegrate. It's he wakes good. up. He wakes up a year later without his wife or kids around, anything like that. Um, so he just sets off to find them. And he runs into these drug dealers uh, from this gang called the Mickey Cobras. <laughs> yeah, which is bizarre. Um, but they try to beat him up, and he just goes berserk with, like, this thunder and lightning power that he now has, I guess. Hmm. Um, so Yeah, so they're toast. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then... And then, like, he... I guess this is part of his thunder power, but he, like, claps his hands together and then gets some kind of daredevil-like sonar, like, sound wave vision. Yeah, it it was... I can't keep up. I think Yeah, it looked looked right out of daredevil with, like, his sonar power. But anyway, like, he uses his power to locate his wife somehow. Um, And then he finds out that one of his sons is part of the Mickey Cobras so 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 that the Mickey Cobras don't target the wife and the younger son. So Just like Ninja Turtles. Yeah, and, this is getting... Uh... Yeah, so she he explains everything that, that happened to him. She takes him to a guy that he served with a few tours back who was a doctor. And the doctor basically tells him he runs all these tests and he can't figure out what's going on. He says he has no blood pressure because he has no blood. And Shut it down. He has no vital signs of any kind. So on their way back from the doctor, they run into a group of... Like, word has gotten back that he beat up these two Mickey Cobra guys. So, like, now they're looking for him. And they pull this guy out of a car that apparently he's been seen driving. Mm -hmm. And so they beat the crap out of this guy. And his son is, like, pressured into beating this guy up. And they were going to walk away, but then he loses it when he has to watch his son do that. So he comes in and, you know, thunder powers blazing. And then just disperses the group. And then just in this booming thunder voice... That, like, if anybody sells drugs in the neighborhood again, he'll, quote-unquote, end them. <laughs> Air quotes. Yeah, and then, and so then it pans out to a rooftop where two, I guess, high-ranking gang members are up there watching him through binoculars. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it, it gets pretty crazy. Gang members and binoculars. I don't, I don't yeah, and they're talk- Yeah, and they're talking about, like, high-ranking guys. Uh, like, yeah, yeah okay. like, like lieutenants. foot soldiers, yeah. Okay. And they're, and they're discussing how to handle them. And then... On an even higher rooftop, <laughs> the higher members are yeah, right there. Yeah. <laughs> the higher rooftop. On a higher rooftop. Stay with me. I'm almost done. On a higher rooftop, what looks to be like some kind of military or mercenary special forces group is watching him through the watching the gang members and the guy on the ground <laughs> at the same time. Right? They say that one of the gang guys quote-unquote, has potential. Air quotes. 
and then one of the last lines might be the last line, um, and that quote unquote Operation Thunder may not have been such a failure after all. Oh, dot dot dot. So is it, yeah, and it, it, that was kind of a convoluted way of telling what happens, but it, it actually is pretty good. Sounds like a pyramid scheme. Yeah, it's voyeurism. Literally, because it keeps going up a level and a level and binoculars. Exactly. Yeah. More like bring the confusion. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Have the clip ready. You know, that that would have been perfect. <laughs> oh God! Uh, when you first told me you you read "Bring the Thunder," I thought it was like the twelfth Thor book. No, no he's no, got no. Go it's a around. dynamite book by to tie in. Giants, Giants, Giants. Alex Ross on the art there. Mark Farrington. Uh, we'll do super quick lightning round, starting with you. Two sentences or less. Captain America six seventeen. Ed Brubaker, Butch Geis. Fresh off the heels of the trial of the Winter Soldier arc, Bucky has been thrown into a Russian jail. And so this is about him being surrounded by villains he helped put away as the Winter Soldier. Uh, issue opens with him fighting a bear. It's pretty interesting. The bear is in prison? <laughs> what? You said two sentences or less. Oh, okay, sorry. No. It's been like ten. <laughs> Just saying. The readers are clamoring for more. No, basically what they're doing is putting Bucky through this gulag, and they're putting him through a gauntlet, so it's about his adjustment to prison life, and it's about how these criminals have a chance to get back at him for revenge. Meanwhile, the Black Widow and Sharon Carter are investigating to see what the real conspiracy is and how he got locked up, and Steve Rogers once again is mulling over, do I become Captain America, or do I just stay top cop of the world? Yeah. So he'll mull this over just in time for to coincide with the movie in July, where I'm sure he'll be back in costume. By uh, I will comment on uh, this. That J.M. Stump chimed in on his Comic Roundtable podcast uh, with Jurassic Alien. They contribute to the site. He pointed out that uh, Brubaker seems to fall into a, a, a trap of having his hero go to prison at some point at the end of his arc. <laughs> wow. And uh, it, he he named, like, I think there's... No, good observation. Yeah, Batman did it. Yeah. Daredevil did it. Captain America. Incognito is doing it now. Yeah. Good call, John. J.J. Yeah. Stump, huge. Good he just blew Stump. it wide yeah. open. Good, man. Uh, X-Men. You know, I'm going through my back issues. Absolutely. Starting uh, with 300 right now, because I've gone out of the essentials. I've hit my own. You know, you yeah. open those up, you smell them. Two sentences or less. Give me an event. Where were they in the 300s? Onslaught. Oh, wow. Mid-90s, okay. Mark Wade. Your Kubert. boy. Kubert. Your boy. Uh, not in my... I was going through the uncannies. Uh-huh. Um, I, had, I drifted into the uh, the regulars. Andy is over on that side. Got it. Not a fan of Andy's yeah, over that take. one. Lightning round. Magneto was um, Joseph back then. Joe Mad, though. A lot of Joe Mad in this one. Hmm. Uh, my, my one sentence... Star, remember the game Star Wars Masters of the Terras Kasi? Remember that fighting game? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was yeah. an ad for it in one of the issues. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Great game. Next. Uh, I'm going to go back to uh, what uh, just Dave breezed over. Amazing Spider-Man 660. Hated it. Dan Slott, my my friend. Your buddy. Good. Spider-Man writer. Your boy. Uh, lightning round. The B storyline. Jonesy and I talked about last-ish. The, uh, the B storyline this time around gave me an HB in my P. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> because it was... Sexy. <laughs> That's all. I liked it. I didn't read that one yet. Got to. Don't H B and your P. Huh? 
Yep. The mm. FF the FF story is Mad uh, Libs. Taking it down a notch for me. Dave, you have, you have a book you want to blurb? Uh, um, one sentence. Or Deadpool less. Annual Number One. If you're not a Deadpool fan, don't read it. <laughs> uh, that's kind. That of, seems kind of obvious. Yeah, but I think so at this point. Yeah. Let's move on into the book club book. What do you recommend? Scalped. There you go. Jason Scalped. Aaron, our boy. You know we all love him on the show. Absolutely. And R. M. Guerra on art. Who? R. M. Guerra. Oh. Who I would who I'm officially in love with, by the way. Oh. I'm about to blow your mind right now. His art. Are you ready for this? Yeah, let's, say it. let's hear Just it. say it. You want to combine three artists into one man. I'm so getting ready to disagree with this. Klaus Jansen, famous anchor. Works Nordic. with Frank Miller. Nordic. Descent. Number two, Frank Miller. Number three, Barry Windsor Smith. You get R.M. Guerra. You get it. Thank you and good night. What's Thank that? You. What was hey, that thing in the back in the eighties where it, you put the paper in it, it would spin around and you would dump paint on it? Remember that? <laughs> yeah, spin, yeah. What the heck was that thing called? Does the that have a spin name? art, spin twirl. Spin That's that. that you that put is. all those three artists together and you got Rorschach tests. He has a Rorschach panel. Those three artists. Um, so this is this is a book that follows Bad Horse. You know, he comes back to the reservation, the res. The res, as they call it. As the natives call it. Um, he's he's back. You know, things are <laughs> things are not looking good. You know, um, he's got a bad attitude. He does have a bad attitude. You know, he, comes, he comes back Dasha into yell. town. You know, Don't they have a character named Bad Attitude in here? No, it's okay. not true. It's bad, just bad, bad horse. horse. Falls a rant, falls down. Um, Red Crow is running the show. Uh, he is, you know, the head of the tribe. Um, you know, the first issue opens with Bad Horse is, you know, the ultimate badass yeah. in the bar. He's just wrecking ass up, taking ends. Um, and then, you know, he, he meets with... Uh, the boss, he gives him a job. You know, you're you know, you're tough. That's how you get noticed. I want you working for me. Join the cops. Yeah. First issue, it's revealed. Bad horse is working for the FBI undercover. Mm. <sighs> yeah. There had to be a reason. Uh so the first arc, uh yeah, actually the the first volume, there's there's really two stories, deals with uh Bad Horse um, you know, coming back into his old life. His mother is there, she's she's kind of leading the the protests against this new casino that's opening. You know, they don't she doesn't like how their their people are the direction they're headed in. She's had a relationship with um was it Red Crow? Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah, that's Red, yeah, Red Crow. Um you start to see, you know, their past, uh, what's what's tied them all together in just an awesome fashion. You know, the the end of the volume where you see how they're all connected, the FBI agent knits. Mm-hmm. Um, the two dead FBI officers loved it. Loved it. <laughs> Spectacular. Wow. Okay. Well, was well, that it? Me? Uh, I'm the only one that liked no, it. No, no. Uh, I'll I'll throw my hat into the ring. Throw the hat in the Rorschach sweetheart. <clears throat> it's very. It's a very good. It's very good. Um, it's Thank you very for me. real. Like it is not. A superhero book. It is not an arc with ups and downs. It is down. You're falling into the S of uh, yeah the the Indian reservation. You know what did they say? The unemployment rate's like eighty percent. Eighty percent alcoholism is the highest in the nation. 
there. One of the main characters is turning tricks in the back of a car. <laughs> Several <laughs> times. Hasty's on. In a yard. There's, there's yeah, in like, a yard. The, the, town, the town has like 28 people and they sell 4 million cans of beer yeah, a year yeah. or something yeah. like that. Um, I, I definitely want to read more of this. I picked... Bless you. I... Uh, I just sorry. The whole thing. <laughs> sorry. I uh, I lost my train of thought with that. Um, I picked up a single issue like last year, and it was very good. The casino was already open. I was very confused because I didn't know what the heck was going on and scalped. It was like issue forty-one or something like that. Pull the Jonesy on that one, huh? Um, just jumping in. Well, Aaron was uh via the twitters because I follow him. You know. Yeah, you're tight. He was twittering about the single issue. It was very readable, very something to get into. Okay. And, it, and it was, um, but it was just confusing because I didn't know the backstory with Red Crow and uh, the casino and stuff. It's a very dark story. Um, I wonder, I question how much Aaron, I don't even think it's, I know if it's a question, how much reality is brought into this story because it seems very real to me. And, and I don't know that much about Indian reservations. I know they're depressing places at times. Um, so it's like, it kind of, it's real. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's like I, I wondered. I didn't even look, but I was like, did Aaron grow up on an Indian reservation? Yeah. Like a lot of this stuff is either happened to him or he did a, a ton of research for this. Yeah, because I know, I know, meth and drugs is a big deal on reservations and stuff like that. But it's like there's no bright spot in the story. Um, the art was kind of. I just stopped there. You know, I don't yeah, like where you're going say, with that. I'll just say the good things. No, you go ahead. You didn't. Uh, no, you're a little mishmash on the art. I, I like the art. I like the tones of the uh, colors by our by your Lee Lou Ridge, all star, best friends. This um, guy can't do no wrong. The colors were very nice. I found it very hard to keep track of who was who, and I had the same problem. That's racist. Oh my God, I'll tell you that right now, both of you. Just wait until I talk. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but other than that, I mean, the art was very, it fits the book, I think, very well. I can't think of another style that would fit the book more. I just had trouble with it at the time. Okay. But, so uh, cool. but I was very impressed with the book, and I can't wait to pick up more trades. Mm -hmm. This is another uh, Vertigo title, right? Vertigo, man. Mm -hmm. You know what man. else is Vertigo? Sweet Tooth. Everyone loves a Sweet Tooth. Yeah. Mm. Not getting that? No. Mark, you you look like you're ready. <laughs> you know, you've got the paw up. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> On the paw. Did you say? Did you want to? I think he just. I, I'm sorry. I, I don't know. He he must he must have known that I was going to trash this, so he just wanted to skip right over it. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, we can team up because Listen, I wasn't a fan tag either. each other in Art, right now. I like what you said about the colors. I will give you that about the coloring of everything. That just the art is so messy. It gave me a headache. Hmm. It 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 literally. I had a headache by the time I was done reading this, and um, I can see that. This is just a little aside. Does it, like did Carol only wear one thing through the entire? Well, she wore so those... little. Yeah, but it's the mm -hmm. same thing every She's a time. Slut. It's the... She is a total slut, Dave. You know they wear the skimpy outfits. It's got big. Knots. Yeah, but it's one. <laughs> Whatever. I'm, I, that... I don't know. I just, I just, I, every time I saw her, she was wearing the same thing, and it kind of. That black eye was kind of rare. The continuity th like, threw me off because she was always wearing the same thing, and I couldn't tell if a day had passed or not. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, that would, that would throw you. Yeah. But, uh, I, I mean, this, I don't know. The story is okay, I guess, but there was, 
I don't know. I guess there was nothing that I could really relate to in the story. But, but I mean, maybe I'm just not reaching enough to, to try to relate to anything. No, I, I don't know what's – I don't know anything about this subject. Yeah, I I think I ex- know exactly what you're saying, Dave, because I felt the same way. And it, and it just made me, I think, more depressed because I don't have an understanding of Indian reservations and the problems that go on there. Um yeah. But I, I think I know exactly what you're talking about, and that's all I go with. Yeah, I just, I just got, I got lost in. I also had problems telling characters part also, um, but I, yeah, I got lost in trying to figure out why, like, why it was such a big deal that the casino was opening. Like, I know that that's I, it, like casinos in general. People don't like them in their areas because they think they, they breed all kinds of. Crime. Problems, yeah, crime and stuff. But I didn't. I wasn't. I wasn't sure. Drugs, sex, <laughs> all of the above. Um, and then, but there are a few things that, that the kind of hooks, like that drunk cowboy that's riding around. I kind of was hanging around him and trying to figure out what his deal was. I got a feeling. And then, um, that kid that keeps first? popping up. That kid that he ran into at the meth lab and yeah. told him to just run off and stuff. He keeps popping up, so I'm sure he'll be back. But other than that, I, there's I really had no no connection. Yeah, and and like and like nothing to bring me back. Like I kind of choked my way through this one too, and hmm. there was nothing really to bring me back to read more of it. Wholeheartedly agree with what David said. I mean, it was tough for me to get through it, and I really reading through it, I couldn't find anybody I really cared about. I didn't care about um, Bad Horse. The one interesting storylines, I thought, involved Bad Horse, his mother, and Red Crow. But you had to go so far in to find that there was some sort of connection between Red Crow and the mother that, by that point, I lost interest. And what really threw me, to be honest with you guys, was it's a dark book. I get that it's on an Indian reservation, but they had a lot of racist characters in that book. Yeah, I know that those were the characters. I know that's the setting, and it looked and felt very real, and... As the minority in the room, it's like, okay, I can, I get this when I go to wrong parts of Philly. Do I really need to read about it? Hmm. Yeah, but I, I, I definitely understand. Yeah, I definitely understand what you're saying, but I guess in this situation, he's just kind of kicking you while you're down reading it. I, yeah, I, I just, since it's not a fantastical sort of book, he's probably trying to make it more real that way, I guess. Yeah, but I, I don't know. And maybe it's. Definitely probably going to be a personal uh, shot against the book on my part. But it's just, okay, when I start reading that stuff, I just mentally shut down. Like, okay, I get it. Think it's been done before? No, nah, it's just yeah. not something I want to read in Enter- my entertainment. Mm, okay. Kind of like Traffic, how everybody was raving, how that was a great movie. It's like, it, that wasn't Traffic, was it? The one with Ludacris and... Uh, Crash? Crash, thank you. It, where they had that scene where... That was just a troubling movie. You know, troubling. People are like, oh my god, that was so realistic. I can't believe it realistic, was so well depicted. Yeah, realistic doesn't always mean entertaining. Right. It's like, no, yeah. that's. I get looked at funny. I live in a white neighborhood. I don't need my entertainment to be that. No shot at Jason Aaron. It was very well written. I get what he was trying to do. But just on a personal level, right. it really didn't draw me in. It, it pushed me out. Hmm. No, and that's. Uh, I could definitely see. I could totally agree with that. It's it's almost like he was just worried about painting the picture of realism, 
And mission uh, accomplished. Yeah, you know what I mean. And it's there's no happy smiles. And uh, yeah, and uh, and that just you're right. It doesn't add entertainment at that point. I mean, the book has entertainment. You have to kind of look to find it. Mm-hmm. That didn't add. It was. It's almost kind of tastelessness. But I think I guess he just felt like he needed to add it just to paint more of a harsh, awful picture of Prairie Valley. Or we are all over the map on this book, all over. Well, except for me, I liked it a lot. Maybe I'm just desensitized. Maybe as a 28 year old. Attractive male in today's society. <laughs> I'm true. desensitized to overt racism in storytelling. Maybe I just kind of, you know, just basked in it. You know, this is a this is an attempt to be entertaining. Yeah, I don't know. And also, I I also read this late last night. So and I just wasn't feeling it. Maybe that had something to do with it. I was tired, but it just it just brought me down. It just brought me down. And I didn't I didn't, I didn't get it. It's not a good story get to it, end on. And I didn't like it. <laughs> How about the last panel, though? The last panel. Well, if you didn't like it, you probably didn't really going to care for the 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 scene at the end. Which panel are you talking yeah, about? I'm trying to remember what it was. Um, what the fuck is that? Spoilers. Uh, intense spoilers. Fast forward thirty seconds right now. Mm-hmm. Um, the scene with the mother and she's scalped at the end, the very last page. Yes. Yeah. Oh right, 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 right. <sighs> Rough. Rough I mean, stuff. I loved it. It's rough, but hey, yeah, you know, that was. Tell one. me a story. Tell me a story, Jason Aaron. Yeah, that was one of the few characters I liked in the story. Exactly, I loved it. I love when she got her face slammed into that cop car. <laughs> it's like it's your mom. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's a great way to introduce his mother. Like, yeah, he right. Smashes her face into the cop car. I uh, I will be looking forward to progressing with these characters. Together. Yeah, you let me That's know how that goes. I will let you I, know. I don't, I don't think I'm going to stick with it. I'm shocked. I'll be honest. Yeah, I thought I thought we'd all uh, you know enjoy it. We'd all like high five each other. You know, yeah, I liked well, it. I feel like you like those gritty crime dramas of the undercover cop who's in too deep and he's going native. And I thought Sleeper was a much better version of that. It was a cleaner version, minus the powers and everything. If you were to strip that and it, it was just an undercover story. It'd be comparable. But I think, like, with the entertainment value of Sleeper, it is superpowers. It is all that. So there's a, there's almost, like, you know there's this realm of fantasy that's never going to happen or something. But this is more like this could a happen. documentary. I mean, this was, like, yeah. t- a tough pill to swallow. This is an A&E biography. Absolutely. There were little biography channel. I really <laughs> liked, like, um, the old Hitler Bad Horse going back to this neighborhood and the slut who's with the abusive husband carol carol thank you i One did like watching carol. their story criminal she changed pasties she were, did have a she did ha- yeah she yeah, thought that might have been a tattoo i definitely noticed a pasty once or twice <laughs> <laughs> you were looking oh god maybe uh, it's a scalp, maybe it scalp. deserves a second read maybe but, we should uh, all just read it again you know we'll get together on a scout podcast yeah, that last one episode. Do we it have was, to? I don't, no, it was we late. don't have to. I was, I was tired. Um, I was, I was, it's all right. Do, didn't do it for Can me. we just all agree that it invoked emotion? It definitely did yeah. that. It definitely which did comics, absolutely. Which sometimes you need. You don't need a superhero comic to do that. You need this kind of comic to say, damn, this is really a form of entertainment that goes way beyond superheroes and, uh, and you know, Darkwing Ducks and stuff like that. And really, I mean, it really reaches out to people who may be 
curious and just read novels that this could be a book, good book for novels. them. Yeah. What if, this, the, what if Scout was told uh, with Darkwing Duck and Friends as characters? <laughs> would you enjoy it more? Come on. Come on. I would love to see how Disney would get around calling people <laughs> red N-words. Call them quackers, probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, okay. God. Come how on, right sitting now, on that? Right? All right, right guys? Come on. Just high five myself. He's here all night, folks. Dale, way to bring it to a point we can all agree on. Thank you. Well, let's get into the letters that the listeners of this show, our friends, our, our uh, associates that enjoy comics... Letters at papercake.com. I think we have a few this week. Let's get into it. It rolled in. Well, in light of all of the crap I took last week by not reading Jonesy's email, I figured I would start with that this week. This is from our long-lost co-host. I find it strange that I'm not in the episode where we do Demon in a Bottle, as I thought it was a thinly-veiled intervention to get me to stop drinking on the show. As I'm not there, I'll take it that I may continue being inebriated as needed. Miss you guys. P.S. How about that letter sounder, eh? I was picturing Mark Nankin when I sang it. Oh, yeah, I forgot <laughs> to play it. I forgot to play, play it. Uh, Criminal? Oh, sorry, Jonesy. We can play it now right now. Yeah, let's play it. Would let's, you like uh, to? Yeah, let's, let's get chance. into yeah, it. We got your letters. I'm going to open them up. Farrington's going to read them to you. There it is. Farrington. To you. I just don't know how to start. What, how can you recover from something like that? Do you need a tissue? Let me cross my legs, too. <laughs> now, next one is coming from... Not on that coffee table, my man. <laughs> Andrew Dalem. Dale is the star of the show by far. When is he going to leave you idiots and get his own show? Oh, wow, that's... Well, there's, it's only a matter of time before Dale leaves. Internet celebrity is obviously hot and heavy with Dale right now. Yeah. Uh, he obviously won't be getting any GLAAD awards anytime soon. <laughs> that's that's a matter of fact. But my Pixel Keg article is Pixel really Keg, taking absolutely. off. Paper, Paperkeg.com, Dale has uh, put together a great new column, you know? The web comics you're not reading. Pixel Keg. Check it out. I like it. I like it a lot. He's putting a lot of work into this. Next one's from Ezekiel Yards. I'm beginning to think publishers are just jerking their Ds with digital comics, right? Where are my 99-cent copies of Batman Odyssey and other books written by creators that should be in mental institutions? <laughs> but seriously, let's go Marvel and DC. Yeah, I don't, I'm starting to get depressed with digital comics on the whole. I'll be honest. Uh, I might have to write an article about it. Yeah. Save for the... Yeah. <laughs> Save, Save for, for the, the dot com. I know, <laughs> uh, but in short, I don't know if they're ever going to get it. You know? It, they've, had, right right now. they've had uh, a year and a half to figure out how they want to work the model, and they're obviously not doing it. This is a very slow evolution, and uh, I, don't don't think, I don't think it should be taking this long. The industry doesn't have that long to figure it out. Well, would it be safe to assume they're trying to save the print version of the media first? Maybe they can both coexist. They know? can coexist. I, I definitely agree with that. Why not put the... I just don't think that the day and date, same day books should be the same price as print. Slim, you sold me on digital books. I mean, going on vacation or you're having a busy day and you can't swing by the store for that week's books. You're on assignment in Chicago. You're on assignment in Chicago. You got your comic shop and your iPad. Next Boom. to them, I now know who the White Lantern was. I you're mean, on assignment on the old Porcelain John. And, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think the industry's running out of time. You they know, are sounding running out of time. I'm sounding morbid. Let's quote that. Let's Stay quote that. Uh, yeah, that's red in vain with scalps. So morbid and... 
Definitely. Two more letters for <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Definitely. Two more letters for you. I think, Slim, these are both right up your alley. No. Seth R. says, guys, Booster Gold, bad character or worst character of all time? Good question. Booster Gold in 52. Boom. I love it. He was what's, his, what's his power? It's like time traveler. No. <laughs> <laughs> Calling you out. Man. No, he's like, I think he's super, he can fly. He's got super <laughs> strength. Say it, Dale. Don't ask me. No. Yourself, Dale. <laughs> Booster, Booster Gold, Gold, ladies and gentlemen. Booster Gold has no powers. He I is think from, he can do stuff. He is from the 25th century, and he was a museum curator in a superhero museum. Oh. So he stole all of his equipment that gives him his power. He stole a flight ring yeah. from the Legion. He stole a force field belt. He stole some, like, wrist lasers. Really getting that museum yeah. curator de- demographic down in Booster Gold. <laughs> Got that locked up. I only know him from 52, but Dropping some DC knowledge. His, Absolutely. His ongoing is good. Fanboy. He's the DC time cop. So... He has to fix time, but he's got a – his secret identity is people portray him as an incompetent idiot. Oh, so that makes more sense why he's uh, featured in the Flashpoint solicits right. because this could be a you know time-related event. And so in his mind and in his book, he is actually a very competent, very engaging hero. But because he's in time travel and people know him as the time cop, if he were to be to come across as competent – then somebody would go back in time and kill him as a baby. His cover for that is just looking like a fool. So to answer your question, worst character of all time. I love Jet Li and Time Cop, though. That, that made him. Yeah. No, that, that, wasn't, that wasn't Time Cop. That was a uh, Lethal Weapon Four. No. That was John Claude Van Damme. Well, everyone cool out. No, no, no. This, no, no. This, time this, Cop was the one. John Claude Van Damme. It wasn't Time Cop. It was called something else. Called the One. Something. The One. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> How many times did you say it before we heard the it? The One. Where's you your? Know what, uh, you know what? Just I just got did. underscored. I just got totally underscored. I won't be able to top that timing that we had earlier. Yeah, Last yeah. When I have to tell you to use it, it kind of <laughs> has it doesn't have the desired effect. Last one's from John Goomp. <laughs> Sorry, John. That's not funny. Yeah, our bad. It's not funny at all. I Hilarious. mispronounced it. That was my fault. Hey, gents, I just read about Grant Morrison's movie about dinosaurs and aliens. Sounds cool. And by cool, I mean I don't expect to see Morrison write about a dinosaur character. That appeared in one issue 50 years ago than only he remembered. Batman right. Inc. sucks. Well, I don't see a question in there, but... <laughs> <laughs> John, I don't think you're alone on your opinion. Batman Inc. sucks? Question mark? Question mark? No, period. Batman Inc. He um, meant it. Chris Burnham is on uh, art. Have you been reading the recent one? Didn't Batwoman show up? Cassandra Kane or something? Yes, she did. No, you're not reading it, Dale? I, flipped, I had to. I flipped through it. Apparently no one's reading it. Mm. I started. I started to, but I started too when Catwoman was being all sexy and stuff. Remember that? Until she started meowing. Great show. That was a cat. Good show. I'm not going to tell Jason Aaron to listen to it. I'll be honest. Jason Aaron. I I loved his Punisher. I think his Punisher is the best around. He'd be just as upstanding about it as Dan Slott's infamous. Reaming of just Dave on the uh, Twitter. Yeah, well, not everybody likes co- everything. Every, exactly. Every writer has to know that there's going to be people that don't like his work. And he would stroke. It his just big, happens to be three out of four. He would stroke his Jim the Anvil Nightheart beard, and he would. Uh, oh my goodness! And the he show would write so some I more can... comics. Next show, we don't have a book. This uh, chosen, I don't think. We got time. Stay tuned to the Twitter. Together. I think of something. Stick to the Twitter. We have a Facebook page, unfortunately. Wow. Now, oh, wow. check that out. I didn't sign off on that. That's for sure. <laughs> Thank you guys for having me again. Anytime. And Great listen, to have I'm you. I'm sorry to the listeners. Jonesy will be back next time. He right. will be out of detox <laughs> in Palm Springs. One page, Tony Stark. At the sale on the Twitter. Figure it out if you can. <laughs> <laughs> All right, goodbye, everybody.